Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, hey, what's up, Kingdom Influencing Nation all over the world? Thank you so much for tuning in today to this podcast. I love you guys. Really appreciate your patronage and appreciate your support. I always challenge you and I hope that you really take this challenge seriously to send this podcast out to two or three people that may not have heard it or who have uh, stopped listening for whatever reason, but uh, maybe need to reconnect again because I believe that there is a word from the Lord today. uh, And I really, really, really want you to help me get it out to as many people as possible. All right. So thanks again for sharing on your platform. Thanks again for talking about it on your Instagram and Facebook and YouTube channels and all the different, you know, digital platforms that you possess that you can share about the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. All right. Um, Today, I want to talk to you about uh, being ready to fight, being ready to fight. You you, got to get ready to fight. You, I mean, you've got to get ready to fight. You, you, you just, you just got to get ready to fight. No, you're not hearing me. No, you, you got to put your boxing gloves on. Put your boxing gloves on. Put them on. Put them on. Put them on. I'm talking to entrepreneurs in particular, business people. I'm talking to. Let me, let me break this down. Forget that. I'm talking to visionaries. People who God has given a vision to achieve something, to do something, to become something, to walk out something, to fulfill something, to get into the place of your purpose, um, really manifesting, um, watching God do something unique in the earth that you thought he could not do. Um, I'm, I'm talking to the people who feel right now discouraged. You feel like you're upside down financially. You feel like. Literally, you're not going to make it. And, and then you ask, start asking yourself, what is the point? I take 20 steps forward to take 20 steps backwards all at the same time. It just does not seem like it's going to happen. Well, I did talk a little bit last week about learning how to wait on the Lord. God wants to bless those, wait on, uh, bless those who wait for him. 
we got to learn to wait for him. You, you can't go in front of him. You can't be behind him. You can't be thinking it's God. You have to know it's God. And that takes time and fostering relationship with him. But most of, most of all, you need to get your boxing gloves on and get ready to get back in the fight. You, you, you got to. So uh, let, me, let me help you with a principle for business. And, and actually, it's a universal principle. So it can apply to business. It can apply to marriage. It can apply to ministry. It can apply to marketplace work. It, it, it can apply to social work. It, it just doesn't matter. Um, but in any of these venues where you are attempting to help other people or you have found a solution for a problem that has hindered people for many, many years, whenever you do something that is going to bless others, there's going to be contentions. When I say contention, I'm, I'm talking about, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to step out on a limb and say this, divine opposition divine opposition you read the story of job right where job was uh one who hated evil who uh did good in, in front of the lord but job was tested by the devil but then the devil had to get permission from god to test job and he was giving a compliant order a complicit order that he could not test Job by killing him he could do anything he wanted to do but he could not kill him he was given a jurisdictional lock if you will um, from the king of kings and the lord of lords because our God is sovereign over every demonic power in the earth so demons cannot just do what they want to do to believers but they have to have an objective uh, permission from God to do what they do so I say contentions are divine uh, op this is divine opposition because whenever you are, are trying and I said this earlier but I want to reiterate I want to reiterate you you've got purpose in your belly, vision in your heart and pursuit as your passion and you're moving towards a specific goal, you must prepare yourself for contention. Let me let me give you this story, uh, just a, a premise. Here's a premise from 1 Corinthians 16 and 9. Uh, Paul was talking to the church of Corinth and talking about how he wanted to stay with them, but he also had an opportunity uh, in Ephesus, and he was going to stay there first until uh, Pentecost. But in verse 9, he says this, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. I, I need you to get this. I need you to get this. Because some of you want to quit. Some of you want to stop. Some of you think you're never going to get to the place where God told you you're going to get to. Uh, but you have to believe. You have to believe in spite of what you see. Because what you see is temporary. But what you cannot see is eternal in the heavens. Let me say this. God's word, uh, first of all, does not return unto him void. So if God said it, it's going to come to pass. But the, the second thing is, his word is eternal in the heavens. Now, you heard the word, but you can't see the word. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Uh, faith carries the word of God into its place of purpose and destiny. When, when it connects with the right time, then it will manifest. Okay, That's why you have to wait on the Lord, because 
the word has to connect with time. There's a, a zeitgeist moment. There's an appointed time. There is the fullness of time where God's word matches the time. And, and, and when they come together, they give birth to manifestation or they give birth to promise. But before these things come to pass, you, the entrepreneur, businessman, pastor, marketplace minister, or whatever you are, whatever your capacity is, C-suite executive, you must understand this, that the same fire that was designed to warm you and bless you will be the same fire that hides your adversary. The same fire that warms you and to, to bless you was, was prepared for you so that you could be blessed is the same fire that will hide your adversary because again where there are open doors where there is an opportunity to do something to help other people or an opportunity to fulfill God's purpose in your life there will be many adversaries where Jesus preaches his first message he preaches it in the church. Then they begin to say, is this Mary's son? Is this Joseph's son? All of the negative things that could come out. All of the haters begin to say what they need to say. And then they get to a place where they want to enact what we call capital punishment of that time, which in Jewish culture would be pushing the assailant or the criminal off the side of a cliff to his imminent death. And this, of course, would have been the premature death of Christ. He was never meant to be pushed off the cliff, but to die on the cross. But, but the point of the matter is, he was preaching the gospel. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and sharing what the Lord simply said to him. And they wanted to kill him. So when you're doing something for God, no matter what the venue is, whether the space is in church or the spaces on the penthouse floor of, you know, one of the tallest buildings in the world as a C-suite executive. When you're trying to do the things that God have called you to do, you have to expect contention, divine opposition. You have to expect things to go wrong or to get worse before they get better. You have to expect this. You have to expect this. See, when it says where there are open doors, there are many adversaries, Another version of the same passage reads, where there are open doors, there's mushrooming opposition. So if you are moving into a territory or a jurisdiction to do a work, don't expect the demons of that jurisdiction to just lay down and rest and welcome you and say, have a good day. I hope the Lord's will is fulfilled. That's not how this thing works. This thing works and revolves around the fact that God will test his children. And as he tests us, he gives us a testimony. And the testimony is necessary for the children of God to overcome. Because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So with every step that God orders, he gives us a test. So that you go from first grade to second grade to third grade. And what is he doing? He's getting you ready for a future fight. Because at every door, when he's ready to take you to the next place of disposition and blessing, you have to have conquered the place that he had you in before. So that you understand that tests and testimonies 
are the predecessors of the promise. Test and testimonies, predecessors of the promise. You you cannot get the blessing. People want to get the blessing. You, you want everything that God has to offer, except you don't want to lay down your life. If you're not willing to die for Christ, then don't expect to get all of the blessings of Christ, okay? We, we, we need to get a one-to-one image thing going on here where we love God, God loves us. And because of this love and because of our diligence in staying the course, God blesses us in spite of the adversary attacking us, all right? So let me, let me show you a, a passage of scripture uh, that I believe will help cement what I'm saying to you in Acts 28. I'm doing it from the New International Version. Just a, a short version, but I, I want you to hear these six verses. Once safely on shore, and this is the story of Paul when they were attacked by that Eurachlidon and the ship almost broke up and it finally did break into pieces and some people swam to shore. Some people got there and broke in pieces. Some people floated to shore. But the fact of the matter is the Lord had promised that in spite of the force, the gale force winds and the destructive power of the Eurachlidon and the rocks that everyone on the ship, not one person would be lost. Okay. So they're now safely coming to shore. Uh, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed up, showed us unusual kindness. Now it's favor. This is the favor of God, right? You, you're, you're wet, you're cold. You, they've already threatened to kill you. You know, they, the journey is not over yet. You, you still got to get to Rome. There's so many things going on right here in this passage. And yet God will give you a break in the midst of your test. So this test brings them to this island. And it says that while they showed them unusual kindness, they built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood as a servant would. And as he put it on the fire, a viper, snake, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul, watch this, and y'all know the story, shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. And of course, that's how lies get started. There's no way he's a god and there's no way that justice is trying to get him and all of these little things that these islanders have have put into their quote-unquote religious uh, uh, weaponry. Um, that That's not how God operates. But he, he does show us this. That as Paul began to continue to pursue the things of God, as he had made up in his mind that he was going to his own death, a death that would be carried out at the hands of Roman soldiers. And But I, I, I want you to understand this, that Paul was in the middle of his purpose. And as he pursued purpose, it seemed like, man, I just went through what I went through in the boat. 
I just, you know, then in Rockland and then what I went through in the water. And now all I'm trying to do is help build a fire for myself and my compatriots. And here comes the snake jumping out of the fire. I got these crazy people, these islanders who are ignorant in their understanding of the gospel and their understanding, which is why Paul is there, of course, to preach the gospel, but ignorant in their understanding of business are solely uh, uh, there to ridicule me, to, to say all manner of evil against me. Uh, the very same folk that built the fire for me are the same folk who turn on me because of their superstitions and traditions. We have to get to a place to understand that where there are open doors, there are many adversaries. Here's an island of a group of island people who have no clue about the gospel, where Paul would have an opportunity to speak the gospel, to speak the power of Christ into their lives, but he can't because he is now bitten by a snake and everyone assumed that he's a murderer, but instead of being a murderer, when he doesn't uh, succumb to the snake, they think he's a god, but in both instances, they are completely wrong. So now he has to debunk the fact that he is a criminal, and at the same time, he has to point them to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. But the point of the matter is, where there are open doors, there are many adversaries. As he had this great opportunity to help these island people, here's also this snake to throw him off, this adversary, and I mean a good adversary, you know, he, it, the way they were talking about the snake, I'm sure they were some familiar species of snake that in ordinary circumstances, if the blood of Jesus had not been applied to Paul's life and Paul had not been on the mission for Christ to fulfill the purpose for which Paul was brought into the earth, then the snake probably would have killed Paul. But the point of the matter, it did not. What am I saying? Those adversaries, those snakes, and those things that are coming against you in this season of your life, whether they manifest as financial, or they manifest as false friends, they manifest as uh, people who are envious of you or jealous of you, if they manifest as uh, just some semblance of opposition or contention, an obstacle, a, a, a means of hindrance, whatever it is, if it's in your mind, if, if your mind is coming against yourself, you have to understand that you have to have this adversarial attack, this test, and you must pass this test. Whatever you do, remember this. Be like a football player. When a running back gets tackled, the good running backs never stop churning their legs. Never stop churning your faith. Never stop believing in God. Never stop hoping in God. Never stop uh, embracing the prophetic utterance that was put over your life. That's why I tell people, when you get a prophetic utterance, write it down. Always remember what God said. When you believe on the Lord, you shall be established. Believe on his prophets and you'll abound. You'll be blessed in, in ways that you have no idea. So I, I'm just saying, uh, you have to walk out your faith with opposition in your mind. At every step of the way, when you are trying to do the will of God, 
there will be hindrances. There will be contention. There will be an enemy at the gate. There will be something that they didn't tell you you needed to do or you needed to write or you needed to present. But you will overcome by the word of God and the blood of the lamb and the words of your testimony. And you shall share the love of Christ with everyone in your path because you are trying to fulfill purpose and this mushrooming opposition actually draws people to you so they can see your God deliver you out of every situation. Hey, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I hope you are ready to get back in the ring. Put your gloves on. Put your gloves on. Put the gloves on. If you're going to pursue anything in life that's worth its grain Uh, worth his weight in salt, it is going to take purpose, it is going to take faith, it is going to take enduring heart as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, it is going to take remembering that this is not about you, but this is about the other people watching you let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let the people give you, watch you pass this test. And they will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of your testimony. All right? Thank God for you. Thank God for every person who's pursuing purpose right now, who's pursuing ministry, who's pursuing business, who's pursuing the things of God. God's got you, and God's going to help you to make it happen. You've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Hey, don't forget to pick up the latest copy of my book, uh, Pressing to the Power, A Journey to healing and breakthrough, uh, Barnes and Nobles, uh, Amazon, Christian book distributors, Cokesbury press. You can pick it up, uh, read it, uh, share it with other people, uh, send it to people, uh, for Christmas this year, buy 10 of them and send them to your friends for Christmas gifts. If it blesses you. Okay. I love you guys. Appreciate you. Hope all is well in your life. I hope you're striving for excellence. Put the boxing gloves back on. Get in this fight. Do what you need to do. You need to have the gloves on because you're going to have opposition, all right? So what do I want you to do? I want you to go and influence the world. Show them the power of Jesus Christ. God bless. Have a great, 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 great week. Take care.